Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Young, Widowed, and Dating podcast. This is Carrie Phillips, and during a previous podcast, we discussed choosing widowed or single as the status on a dating profile, and how those who may opt for single do this to prevent potential scammers and widow chasers. During today's episode, I'll be providing some safety tips for online dating. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Young Widowed and Dating Podcast. Uh, Today we're discussing online dating safety, and though the audience is primarily those in the widowed community, it's certainly applicable to anyone who's dating. One of the first giveaways of someone who may be a potential scammer is broken English, especially when the person claims to be born or raised in the United States. Um, Their communication typically has no punctuation, and that's another red flag. It's important to pay attention to the way they communicate. Uh, Scammers tend to ask really vague questions. Um, They may have so many cons going on that it's hard to personalize text exchanges. For example, they may ask, how's your day, despite you mentioning the day before that you had to give a major presentation. They won't ask things such as, you know, how was your presentation at work? Um, How did it go with their prospective new client? They just tend to ask really vague questions. Another really important thing to be mindful of is grammar. And I'm not talking about someone who's spelling to, T-O-O versus T-O-2. I'm talking about someone who claims to be born in the United States and they just completely use um, just the wrong wording. Like things just don't appear um, to be written in um, the right order or the right form. So those are definitely things to be on the lookout for. Another thing that happens um, with scammers, especially on the dating sites, is that their Facebook page or their POF, their match.com, their dating profiles tend to get deleted a lot. Um, And they'll tell you, oh, you know, I had to set up a different profile because, you know, I got hacked. Or they'll say something like, you know, oh, I took my page offline because I wanted to uh, concentrate on on dating you. So just be mindful if you happen to see that their, their profile kind of pops up under variations of different names. That could be a indication that the person's a scammer because what will happen is they have so many victims and the victims start reporting their profile to, you know, whether it's Facebook, POF, Match, and those org- those companies will shut the pages down and then the scammer will just pop right back up. So he may go from Michael George to Michael A. George. So those are some of the things that you need to be mindful of when you're online. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. Um, We're going over some online dating safety tips and how you can prevent yourself from becoming a victim of a scammer while you're online dating. A big thing with um, scammers is that they tend to not refer to you by your name. 
They often call you baby, honey, sweetie, and they have hundreds of men and women that they're quote unquote working. Um, so they, they don't have time to know your name. They just, you know, you're just continue to be sweetheart. And unfortunately you may be one of 200 people that they're referring to as honey or sweetheart. Keep in mind that scammers always have a sob story. Um, whether they're trying to smuggle their inheritance out the country or they're a lone survivor after seeing their entire family murdered, there's just always something going on. The government has confiscated their passport and that's why they can't come and see you. So those are things to be attuned to. Is there always a sob story going on in the background of your relationship? Um, another thing to keep in mind that that kind of touches on this, the sob story is dry begging. That's where the scammer doesn't come out and necessarily say, Hey, may I borrow $200? It's more something like, you know, I really want to be able to book this ticket to come see you next month. Um, but I don't get paid. Um, something happened with my check at work and I really, really wish I could be there to see you. So they kind of drop hints that they need a loan or they need you to, to give them some money for something. So keep that in mind as you're dating and getting to know someone online. Are they dropping all these hints um, called dry begging um, that they need money? I tend to find that a lot of the scammers online will claim to be engineers, they work on an oil rig, or they're in the military. And if they're in the military, one of the things that you can do to just kind of check out their story is consult with your military friends, especially if something doesn't sound right or it's weird, suspicious, you know, reach out to your military friends and, and, and pick their brains about it. Another thing is that if your potential service member is deployed, especially in an active war zone, the possibility of him being actively involved in a dating site is practically non-existent. Their IP address can't be disclosed due to safety concerns. So if he's fighting some major war, he really doesn't have time to be on a dating site. Another thing is that military personnel tend to get their funds directly deposited into their bank accounts. So the sob story that, you know, our government didn't pay him in time. And so he needs to borrow money as a quick loan. Just don't go for that. Um, a quick Google search will give you insights about their base. If a packet is being mailed to military personnel, there's typically no need to have the packet rerouted through Syria, through Africa to circumvent custom rules. So just be careful with that. So we've kind of been talking about things that scammers do. So I wanted to kind of pivot and talk about some things that you can do to keep yourself safe while online. I think one of the first things that we can do to keep safe online is being careful with the usernames that we come up with and the um, online dating profile names that we use. Um, one such as Topeka Cutie 050575, for example, provides our exact location as well as our date of birth. So yes, you want to show off something that shows your personality or an interest that you're into, but be careful with um, including your birth dates, your kids' names, um, or other identifying information that you don't want someone to necessarily have before interacting with them. Remember that when you 
provide your full name to someone, he or she can easily Google your address and contact information. Um, I know of one widow who had a scammer use Google Earth to send her pictures of her home to try to intimidate her into sending him money. So just be really careful with the information that you're providing to someone that you just met. Another important thing is to use Google Voice or a similar phone app, um, and that way you don't have to provide your actual phone number to the person. If the person that you're talking to online provides their full name, um, try running it through a public record site, especially one who claims to be based in the United States or is an American citizen. Um, try putting in your own information. You'll be surprised at all the information about you that's kind of floating around on the internet. Don't immediately become social media friends with, with someone that you meet, especially online. Um, they'll now have access to your photos, your friends, your employers, and maybe other information that you just don't want someone to know about you right off the bat. If you get photos from the person that you're talking to, try doing a reverse Google image search. Um, you'll be able to see if the photos appeared in other locations in line, including on other websites that are warning about potential scammers. So today I know I gave you a lot of information. So let me go over the five takeaways from this episode. One, Remember that these scammers have made an art form out of scamming. Don't be embarrassed if you fall victim to a romance scam. Tell your story, tell it often, you'll prevent someone else from becoming a victim. Secondly, use the tools that are at your disposal, at your disposal such as um, copying their text messages and emails and pasting them into a Google search. Um, again, do a Google image reverse um, lookup um, many of these scammers are lazy and their words are stolen or their pictures are stolen and they just recycle this information from victim to victim. Thirdly, if the person's intentions are pure, they're not going to be upset that you've asked them to verify some information that they've provided. Four, do not send cash. Don't purchase gift cards. Don't do anything that is taking anything out of your pocket. Uh, fortunately, a lot of these funds are even being used to support acts of terrorism. And you really don't want to be caught up in some, you know, federal case or money laundering. So you, you just, just don't send any money or anything to anyone that you've met online. And finally, fifth, the most important thing is when in doubt, disconnect. Always trust your gut feeling. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Young Widowed and Dating Podcast, and I hope you'll tune in next week for an upcoming episode.